Welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 58. I got a deathmatch? The rare hidden deathmatch? Dude, how was it? Uh, Tell me about it. It was pretty great, actually. It was on Old Lord of Nords, finished uh, 10 and 2. Nice. Yeah, Uh, that's, that's good. It's crazy how... Everything clicks into place on a deathmatch. Like, there's no stress. Yeah. There's no worry about people being mad about objectives or, you know, that moment where you're like, well, should I do objectives or should I not? Or is my, you know, my team's running all over the map because this guy's doing objectives. This guy's looking for a fight. This guy's a sork streaking who knows where. So that there's is. always that moment these days whenever you're in a deathmatch after a few minutes, you're just like, oh, wait, I, I can just go yeah. kill the enemy. You That's just, you it's just, just that easy. And teams <laughs> stick play. together on deathmatches. Like, usually, I, I mean, the last couple deathmatches, you know, it's a little bit higher MMR for sure. But it's, you know, it's so much better team play. The team's sticking together. They get what's going on. It's oof, It was fun. It was a lot of fun. We were the winning team, it. so, you know, it helps. But It's so it's so rare to get a deathmatch, period. And then, you know, even back when we could queue for deathmatch as much as we wanted, how rare was it to actually get a good game, though? You know, like a good balanced match where everyone was like, you know, the scores are really close to each other. Like, even when we could play deathmatch as much as we want, those matches were pretty rare. I don't even care about those matches. I just want a deathmatch at this point. Yeah, just any (laughs) deathmatch is fine. But but when you do get one, though, it is. It's like even more rare that it'll be a good one, you know, like. It's wild. It's and it's. I'm curious if you feel this too. It's wild to me how much better my characters work in a deathmatch. Like I, you know, yeah, because that's we, what they're made for. Yeah, I mean, we play deathmatch. You know, usually every match, but when it's an actual deathmatch, man, that's. I think that's what I'm talking about when all the like all the pieces fit into place because it's just. Man, the characters there's just play so much better. I don't know if it's just well, your sustain's probably a lot better because you're not like running from yeah. point to point, just trying to find the action and stuff like that. Point. That's a great point. That's huge for Lord of Nords. Is that he needs to be in the fight constantly? Yeah, it's a great point. Uh, I miss it. I, I is this going to be the new? Wasn't there something that we were talking about? It was back uh, before group, the group. It was the group queue. Uh, group BGs. It was like every every episode we had to have a lament about group BGs, uh, and now this is the new that. Like yeah. uh, you can't queue for deathmatch, so this is the new thing that we we lament every episode. At this point, I'd settle for just a developer comment saying like, "Hey, that's not happening." Like just so, so we can shut yeah. up about it. You, know? <laughs> you make a great point about the sustain of how well uh, you know our characters designed for deathmatch. I hadn't really thought about it till you said it, but you know I. Did a death match. It went great. Like I said, I was like 10 and 2 with like 11 assists or something like that. And then the next one was Capture the Relic. And that one didn't go great. I think I was like 7 and 7. But you make a great point. I was sprinting halfway across the map. And by the time I got in a fight, I had no stamina. Uh, my main dude that I've been playing has still been Bobby Bobango, my, my bow crew. He has uh, he's been on a very expensive journey. Ooh. I've spent probably, <laughs> I would say at least 600,000 gold I've spent on this guy Ooh. just like Ooh. trying different setups. <laughs> I know. That's, well, you know, I remember I said uh, I, I sold all those gold on, rings. That's, so. a, that's a whole bank for old Davius. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I sold all those gold rings for Mid-Year Mayhem, so I can afford okay. to okay. 
You're, you for know, now, you're, anyway. You're, you're a little daddy warbucks right now. Sure, sure. For, for now. It, it won't last long because I don't do my writs. But uh, <laughs> um, I've just been trying all these different setups out, uh, just trying to figure out like which one works the best. And they all work pretty good. They all have their kind of pros and cons and stuff. Um, last episode, I was talking about the, uh, the setup I was using was Heartland Conqueror and Spriggan on the front bar with Potentates. Uh, on the back bar and Malakath and One Piece Monster set. Um, I still wholeheartedly recommend that build for anyone who's looking for um, just a good, solid, well-rounded bow build. Uh, that works really, really well. Uh, but I have since moved on to a different setup just because that one was not getting the kill counts that I wanted. Like, it would always be in the positive. Like, his survivability was very, very good. Uh, and he played well, but... Like, a typical match for him would be, like, maybe 6-1, and one, you know, or something like that, um, which is good, but not, you know, like, I have other characters that it's, like, guaranteed double digits every time, and that's kind of where I want him to be. Sure. Um, I tried a bunch of different stuff. What I've ended up, I think, settling on, and what he's probably going to be locked in on, uh, is basically a variation of his old proc setup. So during the proc meta, he was using... Uh, Sheer Venom, Poisonous Serpent, and the Black Rose Prison Bow. Just uh, three procs, and he still had Potentates on the back bar. Um, I've gone back to a, a variation of that, so it's uh, five pieces Sheer Venom, five pieces Poisonous Serpent, uh, but I've gotten rid of the Black Rose Prison Bow, and I've made Poisonous Serpent a front bar only set. Uh, and then I and then I still have the Malakath and One Piece monster set uh, just to kind of fill out the slots there. I think that's the way to go. Uh, I think the the two procs with Malakath feels really really good. I definitely get way more kills. I would say on average probably twice as many kills that I get with the Heartland setup. Uh, and you and I tested this out a little bit. I think you can kind of back me yeah. up here. Like yeah, we tested this one out uh, at the old at the old Guild Hall. <laughs> yep. It exists uh, in some uh, in some duels, and yeah, the um, it was just so much more pressure from this semi proc having the proc sets on. There was a lot more constant pressure, maybe a yeah, little that's less the thing. burst, but constant pressure. That that's exactly it. It's that constant pressure, like like the Heartland setup with Spriggan. It, it's like just a bunch of penetration, uh, and it's really I'm just relying on my skills for damage. Uh, and when my burst lines up, like when Blast Bones and everything else lines up and, and hits them at that moment, it is a lot of burst. But if it doesn't kill them, they have quite a bit of opportunity to recover because I'm not really applying all that much pressure in between those moments of burst. So I was I was having trouble finishing people off. Whereas with Sheer Venom and Poisonous Serpent, you know, Sheer Venom is just a dot that's constantly ticking away on them. And Poisonous Serpent, basically every other light attack weave is hitting them with uh, a pretty good amount of burst as well. On top of my uh, glyph firing on my infused bow. Um, so those moments of burst are, they're not as bursty without all that penetration. But it's still a decent amount of burst. And then in between, the, I'm keeping up the pressure and I'm, I'm having better success actually burning them down uh, and finishing the kills. Like having more sources of damage is, is helping me out quite a bit. Yeah. I've basically been maining this dude for probably like a straight <laughs> month now. Uh, he's been the main guy I've been playing with. It's a lot of fun. Um, I have a, a good sense of what his weaknesses are, I think, at this point, which I think he more or less suffers from the same weaknesses that a Magblade suffers from. Uh, and I think that might just be bow builds in general. Uh, for me, the main thing that I struggle with on my Magblade and with this dude 
um, is the fact that almost all of your attacks are long-range, single-target projectiles. And that's just a very easy type of attack to counter. I mean, there's there's multiple abilities that just straight up negate them, where you can't even hit the enemy at all, like uh, Shimmering Shield or Ball of Lightning, you know, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, everyone's a roly-poly now, right? Ever since Flames of Ambition, everyone yeah. just has a massive stamina bar. Everyone's just constantly roll-dodging. Like, I have, to, I have to spam Poison Injection three or four times, oftentimes, just to get it to land at all. And then it's time to cast Magnum Shot, and I have to cast it three or four times just to get it to land at all. Um, so that's the biggest challenge that, I, that I've had with this guy. Yeah, and you got to get all those to land for the build to work right. Yeah, uh, well, Poison Injection has to, because my two five-piece bonuses rely on it. They, they're just dead if Poison Injection isn't on them. Mm-hmm. So I have to make sure that that gets on them. And I was just telling you about this, I think, just last night. Um, he has, like, 3,000 stamina recovery, like an insane amount of stamina recovery. But I feel like I'm just constantly out of stamina, and I think that's the reason why. I just have to – I'm constantly spamming abilities over and over and over just to get them to to land once. That's been the challenge. And and chasing relics, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and chasing relics. Uh that's been the challenge, but I still I think that's just kind of inherent to bow builds, really. Uh, I still think he's been a lot of fun, and in general, he's he's doing really well. He he gets way more kills than deaths. Uh, he's kind of my um, solo queue guy because sure. um, he's just very self sufficient. Um, but we found out that uh, he makes a really unlikely good pairing with your Stam DK Lord of Nords. Uh, we paired them the, them up the other night, and that actually went. Way better than I thought it was going to. Uh, yeah, we had a little yin and yang thing going with old uh, Lord of Nords. You know, it was kind of, uh, we had him at range, and then um, it, it, we kind of worked out both ways. That you'd kind of burn him down, and then he'd leap, finish him off. Or if maybe I got a hold of him, then you could finish him off. It, uh, it worked out pretty yeah, well. Yeah, it was surprising, because I think we normally try to pair up like, oh, you're playing with a range build, let me get with one of my yeah. range builds. Or you're playing melee, okay, let me grab a melee. Uh, but yeah, this time you're like straight up a brawler. I'm fully ranged, uh, and it worked really well. I was like giving like suppressing su- suppressive <laughs> fire, uh, and then your dude's like really tanky, so you can take kind of a beating. So you'll get up in their face and lay into them as well, and uh, it just worked really well. It's worked well. Oh, oh Lord of Nords, I've uh, I really have to thank you for his big changes. You finally, I've made I've made some changes. Let me start with that. You finally <laughs> broke through my stubbornness. And uh-huh. it took it took a while. I know. Uh, <laughs> don't you know? So just just a reminder: his build it's it's a five piece champion of the hiss, two piece blood spawn, uh, one piece trainee, the Malakath band of brutality, and then I do uh, front bar potentates with the potentates necklace, and then a back bar Adishran two handed, and so uh, and he's always been an ult. All, on, all in on ult. So both my weapons had the decisive trait, which was a lot of ult. He leaped a lot. Uh, but you finally convinced me, because, uh, you know, I've been complaining for a while now that he's not hitting hard enough. You finally convinced me to drop the decisive trait, switch it to sharpened, uh, and man, has it made a difference. He is hitting much, much, much harder now. Yeah. He's got good, really great stats, and that sharpened has worked really well. I was running a sword and a mace uh, potentates as well, and I switched that to two maces for even more um, penetration, and it has made a huge difference for him. And you still have, like, excellent 
uh, yeah, ultimate still, regeneration. He's still, he's still the old Lord of Leaping. He's always been. He's he's yeah. leaping all over. I the mean, place. you're a you're a Nord champion of the Hist, Bloodspawn. Yep. Yeah, you know, that yeah. that alone is is a lot of old. It's a whole lot of old. Oh, and potentates. Yeah, and the potentates to reduce the old cost. It's just crazy how much more damage he's dealing with sharpen over decisive. Uh, I'm happy that you broke through my stubbornness on that because it is penetration is such a big deal. Uh, and really, you know, kind of like you with Bobby, this has kind of been, as I've said, Lord Norris has kind of become my favorite character. He's kind of become my main. And so I've really just been playing and kind of learning the character better and, and playing with just him mainly in Battlegrounds. And you kind of get more comfortable with the build and more comfortable with the character, more comfortable with the rotation. And so it's allowed me to kind of make these changes and tweaks. Um, you talked me into another one on uh, switching his leap. Uh, to the um, the one that gives a damage shield after the leap instead of the lower costing one. Yeah, that was another that was another toughie of me to change, and uh, we just just made that change recently, and I wasn't fully sure on it, but then I did some solo queue battlegrounds, and it made I'm, I'm sold on it. It's the good way outweighs the bad so much in no CP. I mean, we only do battlegrounds pretty much, so we're always just in a no CP situation. And when you take CP out of the equation, the damage difference between uh, take flight and the and the magic amor, if I, I forget the name, it's like a thousand difference. Yeah. You know, it's like eighteen thousand or nineteen thousand, um, depending. You know, in that ballpark for me, anyway. Right, but we're uh, talking a crazy damage shield and. I yeah. think it was good, you know, when I really saw it shine was when I was in the solo queue because a lot of the times <laughs> when me and you group up, you're saving my butt with heels. And so <laughs> when I'm leaping in and, and just getting hammered as I leap into a crazy fight, you're usually saving my butt with heels. And so in the solo queue, I think that was really where it, it sank in that I was when I don't have your heels to save my butt. I was like, oh, yeah, I need I need that damage shield. That makes a huge uh, difference oh, yeah. versus survivability. He still uh, hits hard. Um, it's just you know he's he's working really well. It's kind of wild, you know. He's slowly uh, morphing away from just all in on this ultimate to uh, kind of you know like we said he's he's Nord. He's got blood spawn. He's got potentates. He still has the champion of the hiss. But I'm kind of shifting away from that to kind of this better all around build. Uh, I've talked with you for a while now that the next change. Uh, I might be dropping the champion to the hiss uh, five piece for maybe something that can continue to make me hit a little bit harder. But I've had struggles dropping that one, not even really because you've of, had that a long time on this guy. Well, it's not even really the minor heroism that's so great about it. It's just the amazing stats that set gives. It it's, does give great it's stats. It's so much stats that the minor heroism part is just kind of a nice little bonus to it. I. Um, I tried out um, Bone Pirate. I threw Bone Pirate on there um, uh-huh. just to kind of see if that would affect the weapon damage or anything. And um, it really, it took away so much, which is crazy because Bone Pirate gives a crazy amount of stats. Uh, it took away so much stats that it really kind of evened out on weapon damage. It was a little, you know, more sustained, but... Uh, I actually lost a whole bunch like of effective effective weapon damage once you right. factor in yes. like how much stat points you're losing and all that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that because uh, right now he's got uh, with food, he's got like thirty one thousand health, thirty one thousand stamina, and twenty thousand magicka. And you know he uses quite a bit of magicka abilities. And um, I think that ended up being a pretty big factor for you actually. That magicka when we were talking about it before, 
Because yeah, you you rely on Magicka quite a bit. Yeah, he's yeah he. Uh, I still use the Race Against Time, which is a little weird on a Stam DK, but I I love it. It's it's nice to. Uh, it works out really well for him. It's a good ability, <laughs> and he's got the magic hood yeah. to do it. Uh, and then there, you know, the armor buff. I uh, use the wings, and then um, uh, wings are expensive. Fossilize. Uh, really, yeah, all fossilize DK, very just, expensive. Oh, yeah, all DK abilities are expensive. Uh, yeah. Well, at least the magicka <laughs> ones. The stamina ones actually get pretty cheap, but those magicka ones are a little pricey. It can be. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really hard for me to go away from Champion of the Hiss just because the stats are so fantastic. Well, it has that stealth five piece, right? The extra does it give you extra health? Is that what it is? Yeah. So the the five piece of it. Let me look up the exact number because I'm probably gonna misquote it. But uh, so it's got a it's got a great two through four. It's two two uh, max stamina lines and then a weapon damage line. But then the great. five. Yeah, like you're saying, the stealth five piece is it adds sixteen hundred max health. Sixteen hundred is a lot. That's an insane amount of max health. Yeah. Uh, and so um, I think I, you know, I've always planned on well, this would be the set next thing to do is get rid of this to get a little bit more damage. But I think I've just secretly underestimated about how much max stats that set gives, uh, and I think it's a little bit better than what I'm giving it credit for. Um, yeah. That you know, like yeah, you look at it that way. Like the the heroism is just kind of a little cherry on top. Really, yeah, the heroism is just kind of nice. Uh, that sixteen hundred health is by far the best part of that. About that set. Uh, yeah, that's more than uh, like what trainee. More than yep. the amount of health that trainee gives you. Yep, trainee gives like fourteen hundred something. So yeah, uh, yeah. His I mean his max stats are great. I, I think that's why I'll probably stick with Champion of the Hiss just because his max stats are in such a great place. Um, I would. If there was any changes I could make, I would like him. I'd like to get his weapon damage up a little bit higher, and maybe his sustain a little bit higher. But you know, we can't have everything, right? Uh, and like I said, he's he's playing really well right now, and and I say I want him to hit harder, but you know, he's he's getting kills. Um, I think uh, I think I feel really good about him until I. Uh, run with uh sally and i see your stam dk and i'm like wait a minute what (laughs) what what am i doing wrong here (laughs) sally i wouldn't say sally is as well-rounded as lord of norris she's a little more kind of balls to the wall always has Um, been she always has been she always has been although less so now than she than she had been before She's still the exact same build that uh, that she was the last time we talked. Um, uh, five Bone Pirate, two Bloodspawn, two Trainee, uh, Malakath, uh, the Master's Two-Hander, or I'm sorry, the Maelstrom Two-Hander, and the Master's Dual Wield. Um, man, it just feels so perfect. Like, I, I can't, like, I play with this build over and over again. She has, she has everything. I can't think of anything that I would cha- <laughs> uh, change whatsoever. It's crazy to me to watch this build because it's, I mean, let's be honest, it's, it's a pretty simple, it's a pretty simple setup. I mean, it's you got bone yeah. pirate on there, you got blood spot, and she is still murdering. Like we're in the proc meta. I mean, she's just well, like she she has those two procs: the the maelstrom two hander and the master dual wield, and then Malakath juicing those up, uh, and then bone pirate gives such good stats. I'm able to stack a fairly good amount of weapon damage as well. Um, so it's just it's a pretty decent amount of damage. It's not like the absurd amount of damage that she had uh, in the previous proc meta, um, but that actually kind of makes me like the build even more because I have to I have to play smart. I have to pick my targets wisely and you know disengage when I need to and really think about how I play. 
Um, but when I do that, man, she's she's my best performing character right now. Like she she frequently gets among the best kill accounts on the map. Uh, I would say like almost pretty much every ma- every match I've done. Um, and I still think of her as a glass cannon. I mean, Bone Pirate. That's a medium armor set. It's I'm pretty. I can't remember. I think she's seven medium. Uh, but that blood spawn helps the tankiness quite a bit. Uh, having all the the magicka that we have these days, um, I'm able to use the the flappy wings now, which helps her a ton. Yeah. Um, just dealing with ranged enemies, and that's also that also gives her a source of snare removal. I don't have to get that elsewhere, so that's really nice. Fully speed capped. Um, she's like she's a yeah, it's a dual wield two hander build, so she's just straight up a brawler. Um, she's mean, man. It's a mean build. Um, on the gold vendor this past weekend, they had, uh, some blood drinker rings. Uh, and I went ahead and bought a couple of those because that just seeing them on there made me think maybe I should try that set on this build in place of bone pirate. I, I have a suspicion I'll go back to bone pirate just cause it, it feels so? so good. I, I can't think of a set that's better named for Sally than blood drinker. <laughs> I know the, the name alone makes me want to do it. Blood Drinker just boosts uh, bleed damage by twenty percent, and uh, a lot of her damage is bleed damage. I think it would be a lot of damage, but what's nice about Bone Pirate is it gives all those good stats. It gives so much sustain that it really it enables me to have that kind of like really aggressive, really pedal to the metal kind of play style, like never ever let up. You know, and I always have a little gas in the tank, you know, yeah. to to do what I need to do. Uh, I really like that. Uh, blood drinker would be more damage, so maybe I'll kill people faster, so I won't. Ne- I won't need that extra gas. I think I want to at least try it. It's a dungeon set, so I'll have to farm for it. But we can do that. We can do some dungeon runs. Yeah. Um. What other you've you've been playing with Bearclaw lately, right? Oh, Bearclaw the Nord, uh, my stamina warden, point blank snipe build. That's he's the goofiest build out there, but he. Um, Goofy yet effective. Goofy yet effective, which is, you know, it's the Davious way. Uh, uh, yeah. Just, <laughs> <It is. laughs> um, yeah, I've, I've been tinkering with him just because this has been, one, it's been such a, a fun build to play, but it's also been fun because this has been the build that people have reached out to me the most that have been, they're like, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to give a shot at this or I'm going to give this a try. Uh, which is just awesome to see. You know, we've talked about this. My dream is this to go into a battleground and everybody's just running around point blank sniping each other. Just <laughs> that would be the dream. <laughs> melee snipe. Just melee snipe for everyone in the battleground. Um, but the the old setup that I was running with him was uh, five piece fury and two piece Baylorg, obviously with the the front bar Vatashram bow and the back bar master bow. Uh, well, I've kind of changed that a little bit. You're, you'll be a fan of this one. So I switched to five-piece Heartland and then two-piece Chudan. I mean, oh, I went full two cat of my favorite on this sets. Guy. Yeah, I went full cat on this guy. Wait, did I make this build <laughs> <Yeah>. for you? <laughs> you? You came in. You you took over the character for a little while. Uh, two-piece Trainee and then the front bar of Adishran, still the back bar Master Bow. So um I need to just let you nice. get in the driver's seat behind this guy. Just see what you could do with him. I feel like I'll feel right at home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but you've you've always made a great point. Chudan on a warden always feels great. They've got so much stuff that they're trying to keep going. 
Uh, yeah, and I feel like the warden armor buff to me is like a dead skill slot. It's like such a boring, it doesn't do anything yeah. other than just give me that armor buff. There's yep. nothing else special about it, so like I just don't want it. And it's nice that uh, his rotation got a little bit easier. Uh, Heartland, you know, he's mm-hmm. obviously the front, you know, the, the Vatisham bow is sharpened. So once again, going into that penetration, uh, the point blank snipe hitting a little harder. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, this has definitely been an upgrade. Uh, uh, I've been on, like I said, I've been on Lord of Nords a lot, so I need to play this one a little bit more to get full testing, but, uh, it's definitely worked. Don't worry. Heartland, I crafted it heavy, still a heavy bow build. I know everybody was worried there for a minute. The legend of the heavy bow, the heavy bow build continues. Um, but, uh, it's, he's hitting a little bit harder. Uh, kind of like what you said, um, the bow builds right now, uh, I agree with you. It's a little tough. Uh, it's a little tougher to land things, and he does burn through stamina a lot. Uh, obviously, you know, snipes blockable, and, you know, I've got the back bar master bow, so my poison ejection has to land as well. Um, yeah. Uh, and it's tough, you know, it's outside of sub assault, it's such a single target focused build, and you burn so much resources kind of going all in on somebody that if they do get away, and you kind of have to reset to go to the next person. Uh, it's tough. It's tough to kind of reset if they do actually get away before you get the kill. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely get that. Uh, it's 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 very you know sub assault's nice, but uh, a lot of the builds single target focus. So when you're in a battleground run around and everything's going, um, it takes. Uh, I'm still taking a little get used to to kind of get that re refocus on if somebody you know you do have to switch targets or things like that i might have to put this this build on the shelf if uh this new bomb set uh becomes pretty popular man <laughs> this uh the plague break the plague break if if that becomes a popular battleground set i just can't i can't imagine me playing what are wardens gonna yeah. do other than just not use the niche i can't play which a warden like not using a niche it just that doesn't work for me if you're a warden not using a niche are you really a warden <laughs> are you still you know? a warden uh so i'm i'm really interested to see uh, i'm with you i do think that set is going to become pretty popular pretty quickly it will and people if, in guild chat are already saying yeah, like if, oh i'm farming that set i just can't imagine playing a war playing Veracle a whole lot if uh if that's going to be the case i don't want to be the one in there bombing my whole team over and over uh yeah i mean in the sweat in the sweaty matches like if you're in like a pre-made like 4v4v4 situation absolutely that set's going to be present there's no way it's not going to be there it has to be right and and you can't you can't not cleanse yourself, you know, because your niche is just always going to be doing it. And not using the niche, man, that's giving up so much. That's that's such a that's like the quintessential warden ability. It's like niche sub assault. Those are the those are the two warden abilities, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, they have a lot of great abilities, but you're 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 gonna have those two slotted at yeah, least. You always have those two slotted. So. I mean. It's just so nice. That's your that's your damage buff. So you don't have to use potions. You don't have to use rally if you don't want to. Uh, it, it gives you that cleanse. It's an animal companion, so it activates all these passives. Uh, it's your it's your primary sustain tool. You know every class has a like a primary sustain tool. That's theirs. You know the the Templar has their rune. Nightblades have siphoning attacks. Like every class has their thing. For the warden, it's the niche. You yep. know, you're gonna ask them to just give that up. The only the only wardens that I think will get through it is is two handed stam wardens that uh, 
I'm sure you know there's they're, they're out there. They use rally instead of instead of the netch, but I don't know. I just can't imagine playing Warden without the netch. That's that's tough for me. That'll be interesting. It'll be extra challenging on my uh, Mag Ward and Lola, my my healer. Uh, she's mostly a healer, but she has offensive capabilities as well. But anyway, her setup for uh, a while has been uh, five pieces Gossamer, five pieces Curse Eater on the back bar, Master Fire Staff on the front, uh, and uh, two pieces Mighty Chudan. Um, I really, really like this setup. Like It's been locked in for a long time, and I would love to continue using it, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to have to get rid of that Curse Eater set where it's just... I'm just automatically cleansing my teammates all the time. I can't be doing that uh, <laughs> if that plague break sets around. Um, so I'm kind of I'm trying to think what I want to replace that with, and I'm not I'm not really sure. The only thing that's coming to mind is Hedy's Hearth because that used to be her back bar set, and I still have it, uh, and it's still it's still good. It's it's not it, it was nerfed a little bit whenever the proc scaling stuff happened, but it's still a good set. But anyway, we've been playing. Uh, I've been playing with her quite a bit as well. Well, I don't know quite a bit, but some. Uh, and she's still an excellent, excellent healer. Uh, I would definitely until oh. this this set becomes available. I would definitely recommend that Gossamer Curse Eater uh, setup. And, and Curse Eater is a perfect back bar set because my back bar is my healing bar. Curse Eater procs off of uh, direct heals. I'm, I'm only capable of doing direct heals on my back bar. Uh, so no sense in having it on the front bar. And that, that master fire staff is just too perfect when I do want to flip on the offense. Um, you know, I can cast a sub assault, uh, hit them with flame clinch to stun them, which activates the master fire staff and then, then spam my spammable until sub assault hits them. And it's actually a pretty spicy little combo that people, I think a lot of people aren't expecting it from the healer. Yeah. Lola's Lola's great. She, she makes any time. She pairs up with Lord of Nords. It always makes him look much better than he actually is. I always like that combo because uh, Lord of Nords is one of those characters that I, uh, of course, he's got leap. I leap into bad situations. So <laughs> I feel like you just have to play him a little bit dumb, but Lola makes up for usually the bad situations I get to see. Uh, she's great for that. <laughs> now, um, Gossamer, she's definitely going to keep Gossamer. I think Gossamer is gaining even more value yeah. with uh, with Plague Break and yep. whatever the Magicka one. There's a Magicka like group wiping set like that's a, coming out too. Some sort of vortex, a maelstrom that like brings people in, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, that'll probably be out there. There's always going to be Azure Blight, and we had a whole discussion about basically everything that kills you is AOE, yeah. uh, and Gossamer gives you Major Evasion, which reduces AOE damage by twenty percent. Uh, I would say best in slot healing set period uh, for battlegrounds at least, where you're all often in tight cramped spaces with a ton of AOE going around. If you can just give everyone major evert- evasion permanently, just basically taking twenty percent less damage from the most dangerous attacks being thrown around, um, very very valuable. Yeah, works really well. But get rid of Curse Eater. Um, I guess Hedy's Hearth, uh, maybe someone else has some suggestions. Scroll in podcast at gmail.com. What should my back bar only healing set be for my Magic Warden? Make my builds for me, please. <laughs> um, PTS. There's there's nothing to talk about on PTS. Moving on. <laughs> uh this is the final oh, yeah. week of PTS right now. So last week was week four. This is week five. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure there will be a dead week next week where nothing at all happens. And then on PC, we'll get the patch the week after that. Um, then we're going live. <laughs> doing it live. Uh <laughs> It's uh, it's just a bunch of tweaks to the new dungeons uh, and stuff like that, like minor, maybe some bug fixes here and there. Nothing juicy whatsoever. Would you Would you agree? Well, you know, we did talk about in the uh, in the Discord. We do have the rogue and his rice fixed. You know, oh that yes, was the fix <laughs> to the unpleasant rice looting experience. That's pretty big league. That's okay. gonna change. That's gonna change players' lives. Finally, I've been reading the the forum threads about that one. They get pretty heated. I am. I'm gonna go make a forum thread about. It. I just want to see. I just want to see how many people I can call just to just to just to chat about this one. <laughs> so yeah, uh, basically, ever since week three, even week three was it's been, fairly dull. I think yeah, overall, it's been kind of a light. Well, I don't want to say a light PTS because obviously we had big changes, but. Um, from week to week, once they announce those changes, it's been pretty minimal. Yeah. So that's fine. It just kind of, what it tells me is like they have, they had a game plan going into it. They just executed it and they're, they're doing everything's going according to plan. I, I take it as a good sign. So that's PTS. Um, something I've been wanting to talk about for a little while. I've been saving it for the right time. And I think today's the day. Um, let's talk about our favorite uh, places in Tamriel. Uh, this could be cities, zones, uh, uh, or really wherever, but I kind of think of it in terms of cities and zones. Um, so that's what we're going to do. What do you think? I am all for this. I can, oh, I, I, I can make a prediction. You don't uh, know. You don't know. <laughs> where Davius is going to land on this. Oh. Um, I'll go first, just so, just to save us. <laughs> so the anticipation can build. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I'll start with cities, favorite cities. This is like where I need, where I want to go to get stuff done. I need to do some ritz. I need to see some merchants. I need to uh, train my horse, pick up some uh, some undaunted pledges, that sort of thing. Or maybe I just want to be in a city kind of environment, just hanging around other players, looking at everyone's cool costumes and stuff like that. Favorite cities. I think the one that I have to that I'm just kind of obligated to Ugh. to say first because I've just I just am there the most is uh, Mornhold. That's your Deshaun. number one. Huh? Interesting. Well, <laughs> I'm just going by like not necessarily like how I feel is my favorite, but just where I am most of the time. You know, I just I just end up in Mornhold. Uh, because it just it's a convenient place. You know, it's, it has everything there. Literally everything is there. Uh, you can, you know, you can go to the shrines, change your, uh, your your morphs and stuff like that. They have the, the the crafting area is very convenient. All the guild traders are right there in the crafting area. It's a pretty good uh, guild trader situation. Uh, Undaunted Enclave, the the horse trader is or the horse trainer is on your way to the Undaunted Enclave. It's just a convenient place. Now I'll concede to you, Davius. Not the most aesthetically pleasing place in Tamriel. That's an ugly town. But <laughs> hey, <laughs> now uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not attached to the aesthetics per se, but it's just it's it's a very convenient place. Okay. Okay. Hey, I, I see you there from time to time. Oh, well, trust. Can't me. get enough of that stone shrine. <laughs> I got to get them stone shrines up in uh, up in the Nordlands. <laughs> 
I think probably my actual favorite, like the way the one that I feel is my favorite, is uh, Raw Cop in Re- in Reaper's March, um, and that's usually where I do go to do my writs, uh, and it's my go to place for guild traders every time. Great, great uh, economy they have going on there. Uh, the aesthetics is is really cool. It's a Khajiit little village. They have all these kind of like huts on stilts, and it's like a it's a small village out in the middle of the desert, yeah. uh, but it's always so bustling. You know, there's like tons of activity, tons of players there. A lot of uh, like really high level players that have like really awesome, crazy looking mounts and stuff. And there's just a lot of stuff going on there. Yeah, I've got to I've got to give it to Rolka. That is a cool place. It's the coolest part about that city to me is that it's like it feels like the players made that town a big deal not the developers like the players somehow found this place and went you know we're gonna make this a big bustling city and it seems like the developers i mean it's a very cool looking town but it just doesn't seem like the developers had that plan for raw but it's it's, it does not seem like it was meant to be this mecca that it is it's very cool very cool in that way because it's it's a it's a tiny little place like you can just see it all in one like frame you know but um it's cool highly recommend raw car if you just want a, a town to chill in honestly like on sometimes i'll log in and i'm not really sure what i want to do and i'll just port to raw car and just be there while i'm thinking about well do i want to do battlegrounds or imperial city or whatever or while i'm waiting in queue i'll just chill there um really cool place um another city i do that with is Wayrest in stormhaven that's a that's a really cool one if you want to watch a lot of duels. Yeah, uh, at say, least on, on I dare, BCNA. <laughs> I dare you to go to this town and not get challenged to a duel. <laughs> I dare you to go to this town and challenge someone to a duel yeah. because uh, <laughs> yeah, they will better. beat you. Even like better. everyone in there is a cold, <laughs> cold, stone cold killer. Uh, oh, I stopped, man. I, like I, I used to like test my builds out. I'd go like, all right, let's go to let's go to Wayrest and do some duels. But I just I lose every duel because that's <laughs> all they do is just duel, duel, duel all day, every day. And I don't make dueling builds. I make battlegrounds builds. Nope. So it's not really even an accurate test anyway. But I do love going there and just chilling uh, and watching those uh, amazing players duel each other. Belkarth Craglorn, I think, is another uh, really good one. If you are really into endgame PvE, I think that's this is one of the best towns to go to to like player watch. Like look at other people's characters and just like look at the, like all these like dazzling outfits and mounts and stuff like that. This is where all the like all the players with all the PvE <laughs> achievements and everything like that, they're all there showing off all their cool this stuff. Is, this is where players are going to flex. All right, this is yeah. the Flex City, Flex it's Capital the flex zone. of ESF. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. Uh, and I dig it. And it's also good if you're just trying to get a lot of in-game PvE stuff done. That's that's the place to go to try to find groups and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I like go there. Uh, I like going there just to people watch. I don't do a lot of in-game PvE these days, but sometimes I do. And sometimes I just go there, like I said, just to chill and look at all the cool uh high-end players uh, showing off their cool stuff um and then we got to mention riften and the oh, rift yeah. now you're getting into the uh, Nord stuff here we go <laughs> uh riften's uh i think riften gets like the nerdiest town award uh it, it's role play central and i'm not saying that disparagingly in any way uh, i i think it's cool i don't really participate but i i do like to go to the tavern and riften and just chill there on the front porch and 
watch the players. Uh, it's an interesting, fascinating thing going on there, and I really enjoy it. Uh, and for, for the most part, it's totally civil, totally innocent, totally cool. Everyone has really cool costumes. Yeah. But what's cool about a lot of their costumes is it's not like – like we were talking about in Belkarth. You see all these players with these flashy get-ups and all these particle effects and crazy, crazy things happening. But in Riften, you play or watch there, they're like – really nicely put together costumes that like they look like they're part of the the environment they look like they belong there they really blend in with the npcs and stuff like that you go there and you can't tell a player from an npc apart it's really cool Uh, people put a lot of time and effort into those you can tell a lot of detail yeah i I, I like just sitting on that porch put put on the drunk personality on the front porch of the tavern and just sit there and uh and look at the costumes, watch people interact. A lot of people are really funny. Like, and I'm actually really impressed with, there's like some, uh, weirdly some technical skill involved, uh, to a lot of it. Like just being able to swap between different animations and emotes and different things, like at a moment's notice and just having it ready to go at the right time and all that stuff. I'm, I'm pretty impressed with that kind of stuff sometimes. Um, so those are my favorite cities. Um, so I think I think of cities as being separate from zones. Like I go to a city if I need to get stuff done or if I just kind of want to be around other players and, and player watch and that sort of stuff. But if I want to just kind of go running around, like randomly killing mobs, looting chests, uh, picking up mats and stuff like that, totally different list. Yeah, I agree with you. Well, to a degree, I do agree with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> to a degree. Uh, so... Number one, honestly, this doesn't exist in the game, but if they would, if they could just give me a random button where I could just be taken to a random zone, I would use it all the time. Like while I'm waiting in BGQs and stuff like that, I really just want to go to some zone I haven't been to in a long time uh, and just run around and just randomly do stuff while just I'm a, waiting. Just a random way shrine button. You click it, takes you to a random way shrine in the game. Yeah, I would like that. That would um, be cool. As it is, really, I just kind of manually do that. So most of the time, I'm just picking a random zone. Um, but I do tend to go to certain zones more than others. I feel like I have some unconventional answers here. I really like Shadowfen, the Argonian zone, uh, NEP. Uh, that's one of my go-tos. I go there quite a bit just to run around. It has a really unique-looking environment, uh, and, and I think it's really cool. Very unique. It's It's very unique. that is i feel like you are unique in that because i think a lot of people avoid it because it's it's not a easily traversed zone no not exactly and it's kind of like dreary looking it's not like bright and pretty per se but i just like the vibe there you just love argonians and, and i do like argonians <laughs> and uh Merkmire is another favorite of mine i, I really like uh going to Merkmire. uh it's like just kind of shadowfen but with more modern kind of design yeah. uh, stuff, you know. Uh, it's really cool, and it's it's unique because it has, like, enemy types that you don't run into all the time. Uh, and the music, I feel like it has the most unique music of any other zone. It's really almost Caribbean-sounding at times. It has these, like, xylophones and marimbas, and it's very percussive. Um, I, I really like the music in Merkmire. It's a cool, it's a cool place to, to hang out in. Uh, Southern Elsewhere, in my opinion, wins the prettiest zone award. I do love you some Southern Elsewhere. If you just want to see some sights and see some some pretty looking landscapes, I think Southern Elsewhere is is the place to go. Uh, and I go there quite a bit just just to just for the running around. 
Davis, what do you got? Before I get to my list, can I just say how, how surprised I am that Aradon is not on your list anywhere? I thought about Aradon. Maybe should get an honorable mention that because was, it yeah, is dear to my original. heart. That was your original. That was the OG zone for you. It was. It was my favorite for a long time. I always, I, I always I, loved the story of a of a fresh new cat in the world of ESO. <laughs> just, just uh, didn't know mounts existed. Thought Auradon was the whole game. I thought Auradon <laughs> was the whole game. The whole. I got, I got out of Cold Harbor. I got to the starting zone, and I think I took a quest on a boat, and I just didn't even realize what happened, and it ported me to Auradon. <laughs> And like really, like really early on, I got into Auradon, and before I even really looked at a map or anything. Uh, and for the longest time, I'd pull up the map and be like, oh, "Okay, that's that's the that's the game map. Cool." Uh, Doctor Professor said, "Auradon may as well be the whole game. Absolute favorite zone." <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was my place for the longest time. I seriously, Davis, you're not. You're not exaggerating. I literally thought it was the entire map uh, when I was first getting into this game before I even really knew what MMOs were and I was just questing and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, this game's pretty big. Um, and then one day I, I clicked the, the right mouse button uh, while I was on the map and like my mind exploded. I couldn't believe how... Jaw hit the floor. <laughs> There's like what 30 other <laughs> zones this size. Uh, but... Ordon is beautiful. Some of the music there uh, that seems to only play there is some of my favorite music in the uh, in the whole game. Uh, in fact, the the ending music for this podcast is based on a, on a theme that plays in Ordon, and it probably plays in other zones too. But I, I remember it from Ordon specifically. Sure. Uh, and like, I think the common comparison for Ordon uh, is Somerset. You know, Somerset's kind of like Auradon on on steroids, but I actually I actually prefer the aesthetics of Auradon. It's not quite so saccharine, you know, like mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit more dialed back, which I think is is good. Uh, so Auradon, notable mention, just because it's so pretty and such a such good vibes there, okay, uh, and such good memories. But I never go there anymore. That's the thing. I never go there anymore. That's why it, it wasn't really on my list. Okay, it checks out. It checks out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what are your favorite places <laughs> or a place? <laughs> that was so forced. Alrighty, you know I really tried. I really tried to come up with places. You know I really <laughs> thought about it. <laughs> I really did my best, and I went. You know what? Forget it. It's only I don't need cities. Get rid of the S and the E and the I. Sorry, I had to do some spelling there in my head. <laughs> I just need a city. That's that's. I just need Windhelm and East March, um, the greatest city in the game, just hands down. Uh, I could go on and on about this place, but you know, I've I've got some highlights I want to talk about. First of all, uh, I do own the home that's in the middle of this town. Uh, it is so efficient. It works as an instant free way shrine. For all my characters at any point in the game. I can travel to the home right outside. It's just a freeway shrine to a city uh, anytime I need it, which is fantastic. I use it all the time. It's, this is this is so your town. It's like if, if I oh. look at my friends list, if, if like if you're not in a BG 
or or Windhelm, then I'm like, oh, what's Davius up to? Yeah, you'll, you'll call me <laughs> out and be like, hey, whoa, what uh, what's going on? What gives? Yeah. Usually my answer is I had to visit the student shrine. <laughs> yeah, I had to go to the shrine. Uh, I, had to, I just had to do this thing. I'm going back right back home. to East March. We're backing back up, heading back home. Uh, but it really is. It is very handy to have the the town, the the home right in the middle of the town. Works out really well. Uh-huh. Uh, the writ rotation for the writs. Uh, it's fantastic. It's a great circle, complete circle, from where you start the quests to where you finish the last station. Uh, it's a full circle. That circle also includes a stop at the stables right along the way. Okay. Uh, very nice. Uh, the guild vendors really been uh, really stepped it up over the past, I'd say six months or so. The uh, I do like the guild vendor area. It's right there by the way yeah. shrine. They're lined up all neatly. And they've each become a little booth. They've become really good vendors of late. I it's gotten to the point now where rarely do I have to leave. Uh, I'll be honest, you know, back in the day, not the best uh, selection, but it's actually really stepped up to where. Very rarely do I actually have to leave to uh, go make a purchase. Usually the only time I have to leave is when I'm looking for like a specific set piece. Uh, uh-huh. But other uh-huh. than that, I usually can get anything I need. Um, That's good. Now we got to get into it. It's just a freaking cool looking town. It's cool looking and it's just all the drunk Nords singing drunk songs Nords and everywhere. arguing with each other it's and everything. The, you know, there's these giants, you there's know, like, like random type halls and... Huge I was walls. walking around. I was walking around at uh, Windhelm one time, and some random Nord lady asked me to buy her a drink. Just walking, <laughs> she's already drunk. You better believe it. You better believe it. Uh, there's the guy. You know, there's the NPC that says, "I'll have what I'm having." Love that guy. He's great. <laughs> He's always good. Uh, yeah. But here's here. I got to dive down into this a little bit. How in the world is this not the Ebenhart capital? The leader um, of the Ebernhart is in this town. He's in this yeah. town. He's the Nord King. He's the leader of the Ebernhart. Or uh, why, why doesn't he live in the capital? He's because he's in Windhelm. Why is Windhelm not the capital? <laughs> is the real question. There. <laughs> is the only faction. The capital goes where the guy goes. That's, that's right. That you better <laughs> believe it. So I'm starting the petition now. Windhelm for the new Ebenhart Pack Capital. All right, it's we'll submit. There. Type slash feedback in chat. There we and, go. Uh, I'll, I'll submit, submit the it. ticket. I'll submit the ticket to us. <laughs> what happened here? We got to get those shrines the, up there. Then I'll never have to leave again. Is the capital Mornhold or is it Davin's Watch? It's uh, technically Mornhold, which okay. You know, ugh, it's a little bit of a downer on the looks. <laughs> It doesn't look the best, but it's it's a functional place. That's that's the best you can Not say. Not enough about drunk it. Nords for me, you know. It uh, <laughs> okay, okay, that's a good point, Doctor Professor. Elden Root is the capital of the AD and not Queen Irene's home town. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, you know, is DC that way too? Then. Well, I think I Wayrest know. is uh, what's his name that king. I think that is his hometown. Okay, so they're the they're the odd one out then. In that case, interesting, interesting. But Windhelm, we got to get that to the capital. It's it's a great town. You know, I, I talk about this all the time. You can run around the fortification, the outside wall. If you ever need, need to go for a jog, run around the fortifications. Yeah, good waiting in queue activity. Just good. It's great, great stuff. Now you're 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 burying the lead. You're leaving out the best part. 
uh, the the giants that oh, are just uh, oh, a stone's oh, throw getting away. There. I'm getting there. Let me, oh, okay. <laughs> let me get. That's just city. Let me get on to zones. Now, <laughs> okay, surprisingly, okay. my zone. I'm going to go with East March, and that's the only zone I'm going right. to mention. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Uh, East March is the only zone. I think you know it's that's the only good zone. Uh, Lower Yorgrim is the is the is this part of the zone you were looking for, uh, which. Let's be honest. This is the best. This is the best place to test out a build in the game. There's like 15 giants packed into this little area. Uh-huh. Uh, it's right. It's outside, right outside of Windhelm. Right, right outside of Windhelm. You can actually, you can go to the docks, uh, just on the east side of Windhelm. You can make that jump if you're on a mount. You right over oh, yeah. the river, both ways. Every time. That's Every how time. I go there. Oh yeah. You can make that jump. Get over. Kill some giants. Make the jump back to town. You know, pick up some drinks, buy buy a Nord lady a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, she asked me that you just kept on walking. Well, yeah, so. you got to be quick. You know, there's a lot quick. of people buying drinks around that town. <laughs> but you're right about those giants. That's a fantastic place to to test some stuff out. If you just need some uh, some NPCs that can take more than a hit or two yep. before they die, you know, there's like. I don't know, probably 20, would you there's say? So Giants just... And they're so close to each other. As soon as you finish one, it's three steps and you can pick a fight with another one. And they respawn really quickly. You can just kind of go in this loop and, you know, you never have to compete for that. No one farms Giants for XP or anything like that. Yep. So unless me or Davius are there, you pr- you'll probably have them all to yourself. Yep. Um, and it's cool. I use it a lot. It's, you know, it's not like the one and only way you should test a build, it's, but it's like it can give you some information that can be helpful if you're trying like this set versus this set like how quickly can i kill a giant versus this set how quickly can i kill a giant stuff like that i even picked up this habit from you you know it's a great just to practice your rotation just get familiar with the character when you're not in a battleground get that muscle memory going yeah Uh, they live long enough where you can usually get you know one or two full rotations through before they die um yeah i bet you i bet you i've killed i'm probably closing in on a thousand giants those poor giants. And isn't the quest, like, those giants are totally innocent. Like, they're just trying to, like, so, make people well, leave them alone. <laughs> so the quest is that there's this Nord who's, you know, he's, he's gone a little off the deep end who is actually uh, eating giants. He's got a little cannibalism. <laughs> he's eating giants. So when the giants found out, they came and destroyed the town. And you okay. have the choice with the quest. Justified, either. I'd say. <laughs> you know, to each their own. You have the choice to either join him in eating giants or you can side with the giants and turn against that guy. Okay, it depends on the character I was on. usually side with the giants, but, you know, little little fact, even if you side with the giants, you can still go back and kill them. They're just yellow. They're just the yellow neutral mob, but you can still fight them and kill them. So, so you feel way, a little good. worse about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've killed so many. It's just, you know, it's just calloused at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, that's one of my go-to spots. Honestly, that should have been on my list because I go I go to that little giant area a lot. Yeah. It's just great to go kill some giants. Now, I'll mention a uh, another little gym of East March. If you go to the very southwest part of East March, there's a place called Darkwater Crossing. This is another secret gym. This is kind of uh, Giant 2.0. So huh. this area has like... 10 to 15 trolls that all hang around right next to each other. Okay. So if you want to change it up a little bit, you know, you've slaughtered too many giants, you can head down to this area, fight trolls. Same thing. I I go down here to kind of do some build testing, 
uh, just kind of fight a little bit harder, tougher NPC. Uh, works a lot like, you know, lower Yorgrim with the giants, but sometimes, you know, people are up there actually doing the quest and are killing giants, so I'll go down here and, and kill some trolls. There's a there's a number of places that are good for build testing there. Uh, the Rage Claw World Boss oh, is really good uh, for uh, building testing builds, like your survivability in particular. Because yep. it's like a, it's a world boss that it, it it deals a lot of damage and it can be somewhat challenging, but it's it is soloable. You know, it's like right yeah. on that line. Uh, so I I like that one a lot. Like I feel like if I can if I can beat that world boss solo and not struggle too much trying to stay alive, then I f- I feel pretty confident that that's a, a it's going to have fairly decent survivability in a BG more than likely. Good old Rage Claw. So he's he's like the he's like the hardest vanilla world boss. Yeah, I would say so. He's like he's a great one to line. test out a healer on. I really like testing healers. Oh on yeah, him. yep. Look who's look who's a little bit of an Esmarch fan. Hey, I never said I didn't like Eastmarch. You're you're always the one like talking I, crap about my towns. <laughs> I just want you to say Eastmarch is your favorite. <laughs> Eastmarch, it's such a great zone. It's it's got a lot of you know good place to farm resource nodes. You got the giants, you got the trolls, Windhelm, Dark Nords are everywhere. It's it's a good yeah. time. It's a good time. Uh, the only other place I will mention is the Rift. Uh, <laughs> we're still in Nord territory here. Um, <laughs> you didn't, it's, it borders uh, East March, so you're not it's just a, south. Um, it's where you go for your vacation. That's just where every I time got a, I vacation in in, in uh, Riften. Uh, it's it is a cool zone. I don't I don't roam around in that zone as much as I do in East March, just because, like you said, I've become so familiar with certain you know the giants or certain parts of East March that I just I like those areas better, but. Um, Riften is a, a really cool town and just for the game kind of like we were saying about Ralkaw it's I feel like the players kind of change the aspect of that town I think it is meant to be kind of one of the bigger towns but how the players have kind of turned it into this very RP town and they all kind of congregate there and they've all got the costumes they all do their thing I just think that's it's cool that it's kind of become this uh, specific town well, it's uh, it was in Skyrim, right? Wasn't yep. Riften in Skyrim? Windhelm so... was too, though. Oh, okay, that's cool. I, I forget about that. You know what? I send you these books to study about the Nord <laughs> and Skyrim history, and I just feel like you just never read them. You know, I feel <laughs> I get all of my Nord culturing from uh, Rigor. Okay, uh, he's a hero. He's, that man's a hero. <laughs> doing Stoon's work. That's what right. he's doing. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh, rigor the brash. Uh, cool. Well, yeah. So those are our favorite places in Tamriel. Um, if you wanna, uh, if you wanna tell us your favorite places in Tamriel, you can email us at scrollingpodcast at gmail uh, Or if you have anything else you wanna uh, ask us or tell us or suggest to us or anything like that, uh, scrollingpodcast at gmail We'd love to hear from you. Uh, shout outs we'll shout out to grizzly con and dr professor for once again joining us in the chat as we uh, record this live um, if you'd like to get in on that again email us at scrollingpodcast at gmail.com we'll invite you to the discord um, even if you're not interested in joining us for the recording the discord is just a, a cool server to hang out on we're always talking about uh, build ideas anytime there's patch notes we, we usually talk about the juicy stuff on there quite a bit before we even uh, get to the podcast 
Um, so uh, it's a cool thing. Scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have a guild on PCNA. Now, don't go out of your way or oh. anything, but it, it's called it's called Stoons Goons. Uh, you know, here's what here's what I'll say. Okay, okay. For, here's right. the for real pitch. Right. Here's the pitch. If this is not approved, this, by the way, from the Stoons Guild. <laughs> this has not been screened. This has not been screened for pre-approval. <laughs> oh, if you're new to the server, PCNA, and you just want a guild with some people, just to be in a group with some people, Stoons Goons, bring it on. We'll we'll, we'll bring you we'll bring you aboard. Uh, I, I bet, you know, you only get five guild slots. You play this game long enough, you know, there's only five guild slots. That's what I'm hey, saying. That's a lot of slots. <laughs> We're talking about five old slots. Who needs who needs that fourth or fifth slot? You know, you get your trading guild, get your big time guild, you know, maybe your PvP guild, you know, your PvE guild. That leaves four and five wide open for, that's right, the students' kids. We, uh, we got a guild hall. Um... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's a future X guild. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, Dr. No. Professor, thank You've you. You've turned Dr. Professor. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Uh, but the action's really in the Discord. I think of anyone that's in the Discord, I really think of, think of them as a goon. Uh, the guild is cool. It's a cool name and it's a cool meme. Uh, and you can be a part of it if you want. Scrollingpodcast at gmail.com. Um... We do we do do some goon nights every now and then. Still, you know, we got to get a little bit better here lately. But we'll, we'll have some goon nights where we'll all go and, you know, do Imperial City or BGs or. We do, but as we said before, it's not like we go consult the guild roster to confirm that everyone in group is in the guild. Just one know? time. Just let me say one good thing about Steve. <laughs> Just one time. Let me say. Uh, let me give him one compliment. Uh, Gosh darn. It. I think. I think the only reason that <laughs> the guild still exists is because we just like the name. We like saying the name so Stoons much. Stoons Goons. Goons. It's just, and and our it's our name. official guild uh, uh, gif. Oh, yeah. The Ric Flair the gif. Ric Flair official Stoons Goons. Scroll podcast at gmail.com if you want me to send you the, the official uh, Ric Flair <laughs> Stoons Goons gif. Uh, <laughs> I promise it's not a virus. Um <laughs> Okay, is there, let's see, so probably the next time we talk, it's going to be, it'll be the week of the live patch, right? Yeah. Uh, next week will be a dead week, and then the patch on PCNA, on, on PC, uh, goes live after that, so that's what you can look forward to next time, our impressions of, um, of I don't even know, we probably won't even have done the dungeons by then, what so maybe it? we'll is get a hold flames? of flames? No. Walking, uh, waking, waking flame God, gets me every time. <laughs> I want it to be walking flames for some reason, but yeah. it's waking. So I don't know. Maybe we can get a like a normal dungeon run or two in before we record, and that we will have something to talk about. A little Stoons Goons run. Okay, yeah, you have to be a member of the guild, or you're not invited. <laughs> you <can't come>. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to call it right there. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.